0: right here, right now. Good, and the are going to the NFC game. I'm your host, Mike Kurkowski, and what I want to really break down today is this NFC North. I want to look at the whole thing, and currently, the betting lines are... For the teams to win the NFC North, go as follows. So the Lions are the favorites at plus 140, the Vikings at plus 275, and the Bears and the Packers at plus 400. If you are not a betting man, that means, hey, if you bet $100, you would win $400 if you bet the Packers to win the the NFC North. And obviously the Packers are nowhere near the favorites to win the North right now. Roster-wise, though, this team, I, at first glance, think might just be as talented if not more than every other team in the north so today what i want to do is i want to break down each roster in the north and we're going to create a numbered system between every team for every position group so the team with the best qb would get a one while the team with the worst would get a four then we're going to break down all these pos- position groups into different tiers for most important positions versus least uh, valuable positions and really identify which of these teams is the best there are different tiers of positions in the nfl and the top tier positions are significantly more important to winning than the tiers below them so to start we're going to talk about the most important position the highest tier tier one position and that is the quarterback all by themselves the vikings have Kirk cousins who for the longest time was honestly way better than anyone ever gave him credit for but In 2022, his play tapered off, and I believe that this could be the start of a continued decline for Kirk Cousins now that he is 35 years old. I think he is more likely to get injured at his age, but I do believe he is still the clear number one best quarterback in the NFC North, okay? And he's by himself in that regard. I 100% believe that after hearing how he was injured most of all last season and still put up decent numbers in those games once their offense really figured it out. And you have to realize that the Vikings had a new head coach, which meant new offense coordinator, new play caller. And it takes half a season to really figure out all of that jargon, all just to be able to work together in a new way. And over the second half of the season, even though Kirk Cousins was hurt, he still put up some big performances. So I think Kirk Cousins, and it's hard to say it because he is getting older and you don't know when that age curve is going to happen where you just totally fall off for different people because he's not a very athletic guy, obviously. But I do believe he is the best quarterback all by himself. So then after that, I believe there is a... a second group of quarterbacks. And that is Jared Goff, Jared Goff, Jordan love and Justin Fields all in one group, the bears, Justin Fields. He's an electric athlete as a runner, but at the moment he brings nothing of significance as a passer. He, he was the worst passing quarterback in the NFL last season. He did have a pretty terrible team around him. So there's hope for improvement. Jared Goff, uh, who everyone spoke so highly of last season, uh, Everyone loves this guy, but I think Goff got pretty lucky, people. Goff had more turnover-worthy throws than big-time throws last season. That's terrible. He had 24 turnover-worthy throws, but only finished the season with seven interceptions. That's unlikely to happen again. Goff had the 16th highest turnover-worthy throw percentage in 2022. But if you look at all the other quarterbacks who were ahead of him on that list, 8 will not be week one starters this year. Um, And the others are guys like Josh Allen, Tua, Geno Smith, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray. Almost every single one of the QBs I just mentioned all had a significantly higher big time throw percentage than Goff. So these other QBs might be putting the ball in harm's way just a little bit more often. They are, but they are creating big plays a lot more often than Jared Goff ever does. Jared Goff does not create big plays. So really, When I look at this group of QBs after Kirk Cousins, I don't think either three of these guys deserves to get a real boost in front of the others, and I think it's a pretty even split at this current moment between those three guys. Even if Jordan Love has not shown much yet, I don't think he's significantly further behind than any of those other two. So uh, this, to me, would be her cousins. Number one, the Vikings getting one point here and the rest of the the team's getting three points each. So then we move on to tier two positions. Now these positions are the highest non-quarterback related positions that goes, and it starts pretty much from the outside. And if you think about it, so, uh, in the major places on the field, so receivers and corner. Okay. Offense, defense, opposites, and then edge rusher and offensive tackle. Okay. Those are the probably the four top more most important positions after quarterback and so let's start at receiver the vikings easily win this one okay justin jefferson one of the best receivers in the league uh they have a first rounder jordan addison behind him to be a number two guy and kj osborne who's been a little underwhelming so far but he's a he's a solid he's a decent receiver three the Bears, to me, are the second team. They have a receiver one in G- DJ Moore. Now, Darnell Mo- Mooney can be a number two threat with Chase Claypool and others fighting for that number three spot. Lions, to me, are the third, te- third team. They have one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, Amon Ross St. Brown. After him, they don't got much at this point. I, th- I like Jameson Williams. I think he's going to be a very talented player for them, but he's recovered most of 2022. Now he's suspended for the first six games as well. So that just kind of... It makes things difficult for the Lions. And then the Packers are number four. Okay. Christian Watson has every chance to be a special receiver who many might be saying they'd rather have him than either DJ Moore or Roman Ross St. Brown at the end of the season. But we just aren't sure yet. And there's just a lot of question marks with the Packers receivers Dobbs, Toure, Jaden Reed. Okay. So really, the Packers are on the bottom of this scale here. So it would be one point for the Vikings. It would be two points for the Bears, three points for the Lions, four points for the Packers. Then, moving on to offensive tackle. Offensive tackle is a very important position on the offensive line, while the interior, not so much. And it's important to note, left tackle is not more important than right tackle. Both are equal in importance. The Vikings are easily number one in this spot. They have Christian Derrissaw. He's the second highest graded offensive tackle in the NFL last year. And then Brian O'Neill, the ninth highest. This is probably the most underrated duo in the NFL. The Lions, to me, are uh, behind them with both Taylor Decker and Penny Sewell. I think Penny Sewell is going to take a huge step this season. Taylor Decker, he's an above-average left tackle every single year. The Packers are third, if you could guarantee that David Bakhtary played every single week. No issues. I think there's a case to be made for the Packers at number two, but without that, I'm not too sure. Zach Tom showed he could be a good starting left tackle. He was average on the right side though last year. If he gets solid at right tackle, can he translate that success he had on the left side to the right? That's kind of the big question. And then they still have one of the better backup tackles in the NFL with Josh Nyman in case of injury. So, I like the depth the Packers have for sure, Um, and that leaves the Bears down at number four. A long shot starting rookie right tackle Darnell Wright, who was not a big fan of, and then surprise breakout rookie Braxton Jones last year, but by no no means anything close to the confidence those other three teams will have. Um, This should be... um, And so you have to remember, these are two different positions, left tackle, right tackle. So really we need to grade these guys um, by their position. So left tackle, it, the order would go Vikings, Darasau, Packers, Bakhtiari, Lions, Taylor Decker, Bears, Braxton Jones. Red tackle would be Lions, Penny Sewell, Vikings, Brian O'Neill, Packers, Zach Tom, Bears, Donald Wright. And at this point, that would bring the Vikings to four points, the Lions to six points, the Packers to nine points, and the Bears to ten points on the edge there's a, been a lot of talk about edge rush edge pressure versus interior pressure when rushing the passer on the defensive line okay while interior defensive linemen are important they are not quite there yet on a value scale to me this was between the packers and the vikings but here's the deal the vikings signed marcus davenport year in year out he's a 75 graded edge rusher which is solid and most notably it's better than preston smith That's why it's frustrating that we have Preston Smith on this long-term deal uh, because Marcus Davenport is making less per year than Preston does. And then Daniil Hunter is coming off an 87 overall grade season, according to PFF. Really, really good year. Not quite elite, but pretty awesome. And I think Rashawn Gary can be that good as well, maybe even better. But Gary is coming off an injury. We don't know what to do with that yet. So um, Vikings are number one group, then probably the Packers, then the Lions have Aiden Hudson and James Houston, young guys to be excited about, but Houston is not a three down player. So it's hard to compare the bears have, um, Anthony Walker and now Yannick Ngakwe, um, Travis Gibson. Um, it would, but I still think that puts them in last place. So here, let's just put a top eight together. Top two get a point, third and fourth get two points and so on. So Daniel Hunter, Rashawn Gary, the top two guys in the division, Aiden Hutchinson, Marcus Davenport, the next two guys, Preston Smith, James Houston, the next two, and then Anthony Walker and Yannick Ngakwe. So that puts the Vikings at seven, the Lions at 11, the Packers at 13, and the Bears at 18. The last most important position is the quarterback position in this second tier of positions. The Packers, year in, year out, have some of the better cornerbacks in the NFL with Jair Alexander, an elite cornerback. Rasul, a solid starter as well. Plus, we have good depth with Derek Stokes as a third guy who, when healthy, can be very, very good. The Lions added some guys this offseason. Season their top two guys. I mean, Mosley, Cameron Sutton on the outside are solid starters, above average players, the Bears have Jalen Johnson. He's he's average. And then they have Kyler Garden, who was bad last year as a rookie. Uh, and then the Vikings, uh, they have Byron Murphy, who's pretty good in the slot, but their outside starters are questionable um it's not looking good for that vikings corner secondary at all guy like a caleb evans a fourth round rookie from last year is looking to be a starter which is very scary for them to me the packers have the top two guys Lions have the next two then you got byron murphy jalen johnson Kyler gordon and then whoever the vikings are out there so that puts the vikings at 14 Lions at 15 packers at 15 and bears at 25 right here you can see when it comes to other than quarterback the positions that matter the most Although the Vikings have the best quarterback, truly the Lions, Packers, and the Vikings all have very similar teams in the second-tier positions while the Bears are way, way, way behind. Every other position pretty much comes out to a very similar output, so let's group these Tier 3 positions together. Running back, the Packers are the best with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, arguably the best in the NFL. The Lions have both rookie Jameer Gibbs, who I think will be a special player to watch for a few years, and David Montgomery, who is a solid all-around back. The Bears and Vikings are... Um a little scary to me, the Bears have a Roshan Johnson rookie coming in who is very underutilized, free agent, acquisition Deontay Foreman, average running back and Khalil Herbert, who I think is an above average running back. The Vikings have come in uh with Alexander Madison as their starter, um, and then a speedster behind him with seventh round rookie McBride, who I like. Um, but here, if we're just just going to group one running back, uh the group as a whole uh, I don't want to overvalue this group at all. So the Packers would be the best, Lions would be the second, and the Bears and Vikings would be tied uh, at three and a half points. The tight ends. The Vikings have the only truly proven tight end uh, in the division, TJ Hawkinson. So they'll be the number one. After that, it's really a toss-up. The Bears have Cole Komet, but he's been barely above average. The Lions are relying on rookie Sam LaPorter, and the Packers um, are also relying on rookies Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. I think the Packers um will come out on top. But to be fair, I think it's a three way tie between those last three teams. So that gives uh the Packers four points, Vikings four and a half, Lions five, Bears six and a half points. So at guard, uh the next position on offense. Um there's two starters here. So the Packers have Elkin Jenkins, a top five interior offensive line in the in the NFL, according to players in ES uh anal, uh NFL coaches in the NFL they have an average starting right guard in JRJ the Lions have uh, Jonah Jackson who's basically same as JRJ average Then Vitae who is hurt and bad honestly Bears have Tevin Jenkins who is a good starting left guard and Nate Davis an uh, above average starter the Vikings have Ezra Cleveland a solid starting left guard and Ingram probably the worst starter other than maybe Vitae so from best to worst you got Elkin Jenkins then Tevin Jenkins uh Ezra Cleveland Nate Davis then you got John Runny Jr. Jonah Jackson and then Vitae and Ingram that puts the Packers at seven points Vikings at 10.5 Bears at 11.5 Lions at 12 at center last position on the offensive side of the football Lions easily have the best center in Frank Ragnow, a guy who has played like a top five center. Um, After that, it's a ton of question marks. Cody Whitehair of the Bears has been just above average consistently, but now he's 31 years old. The Vikings have Garrett Bradbury. He had his best season, but still just barely above average. And prior to that, he was pretty bad. Then Packers, Josh Myers, who was in year three, we hope to see continued improvement from, but it hasn't been even average at this point. So uh, to me, that's the order. That gives the Packers four more points, puts them at 11. Lions at 13. Bears and Vikings at 13 and a half. On to the last groups on the defense. Interior defensive line. Let's just say most teams have two top starters on the interior. Um, the Packers have Kenny Clark, best in the division, plus a Devontae Wyatt, who kind of a question mark at this point. Um, <clears throat> Vikings have Dean Lowry and some second-year player who didn't play in year one, Asese Odomewa. Uh, the Bears have some nobodies. Andrew Billings, Billings played last year, but that's that. And Justin Jones, Lions got Alim McNeil, who had some hope, and Josh Pascal. Truly, um, Alim McNeil and Billings um, are the next best guys. Um, but after that, it's just a huge tie of really bad interior defensive line. This interior defensive line group in the entire NFC North is a joke. Um, Kenny Clark is good. Uh, but other than that, the rest of this whole group is, and Devonta Wyatt, I think, are both going to be the best two guys, but after that, it's just a tie everywhere. So that puts the Packers at 13, Lions at 18.5, Bears at 19, Vikings at 20.5. Linebacker, Packers now have a healthy Devondre Campbell, who I think is going to be back to his Pro Bowl self easily. Best in the division. Then Quay Walker in year two is promising, but he's not quite there yet. The Lions are exciting. They have Jack Campbell, who I think has been really good from day one. Anzalone is pretty eh. I'd rather have Quay Walker than Anzalone. The Bears went out and signed Two big-name guys, Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, to make the best duo in the division. And The Vikings are relying on second-year player Brian Asamoah, who played sparingly, and Jordan Hicks, who is average at best, and he's getting up there in age. So the top two guys to me are Devondre and Tremaine, then TJ Edwards and Jack Campbell, then Quay and Brian Asamoah, and then Anzalone and Jordan Hicks. Puts the Packers at 17, Bears at 22, Lions at 24.5, and the Vikings at 27.5. Okay, last major position. Safety, let's speed this up. Bears got Andy Jackson, the top guy. Harrison Smith is the savvy veteran, but his age is catching up to him. Bears got Jaquan Brisker, who played above average as a rookie. Lions got Tracy Walker. Above average safety and Kirby Joseph, who is average as a rookie, looking to improve. Vikings have another second-year guy who is not as good as Joseph or Brisker as a rookie, kind of below average. And this is where the Packers got the worst duo with Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford. They're fast, but that is it. Puts the Packers at 25. Bears at 25. Lions at 29.5. Vikings at 31.5. And then special teams units. Packers got the best coach. Um, he had head coaching interviews this offseason. Best kicker return in the game, Keyshawn Nixon. The rest of these units are just awful, so they'll just tie him out. Packers 26. Bears 29. Lions 32.5. Vikings 34.5. And, and then let's add some final coaching scheme to this mix as well. Offensively, I want to say Matt LaFleur is the best. We only have I do want to say that so bad, but I think I have to put Kevin Ben Johnson is the best because I just I think he's just so good. And then Matt LaFleur, then Kevin O'Connell, then Luke Getzi. Defensively, you got Matty Eberflus, Brian Flores, Aaron Glenn, then Joe, Joe Barry. That puts the Packers at 32, Bears at 35, Lions at 36 and a half, and Vikings at 38 and a half. So truly to me after breaking down the entire roster from every team, we see, yeah. The Vikings got everybody beat on the possession groups that matters the most quarterback. But when it came to the second tier of positions, the Packers, Lions, and Vikings all had almost the same score. And then when it comes to the third tier of positions, the Packers are being the Vikings by a long shot while the Lions are, pretty similar to the Vikings they're in a very similar spot in that regard so when you look at everything it's easy to say the Bears are still the worst team in the division because they are so far behind on that second tier positions that matter the Lions to me are surprisingly in third because their secondary positions are so far behind the Packers or their third tier positions is so far behind the Packers then to me the Vikings and the Packers are pretty close to one another because while the Vikings have a better quarterback they have almost Identical second tier position scores, but the Packers beat the Vikings by uh, five points in the third tier positions. We know the quarterback matters the most. But after further evaluation, it's easy to see why the Vikings should be the best team in the division and the Packers should not be that far behind. And honestly, the Vikings or the Packers have just as much of a chance of winning this division than the Lions who are favored. If I'm a betting man, I'd bet the Vikings or the Packers to win this division. Definitely not the Lions or the Bears. This division really all this proved is this division is really up for grabs other than the Bears. And honestly, with teams so close roster-wise between the top three, the coaching might just be the difference in division in the division when there are where there are no elite quarterbacks. By the time you've listened to this podcast, the Packers would have just had their family night, which is a big night for us to learn more about how everything is going so far. We will keep you updated early on in the week on some of the bigger updates from camp and kind of what to look for um, for this next Friday for the the Bengals and packers preseason game in cincinnati which me and my wife will be going to so we'll have all the updates there but that is all we have today folks if you have not already make sure to subscribe give me a review so I can hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about packers now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at packers now thanks guys